Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good 3 a.m. podcast listening. <laughs> this is Alyssa and Michelle, and it is ill natured. Listen, we're so excited that you're back to listen another week and another episode. Um, and just thanks for all the support that we've got. We feel like everybody's hopefully enjoying the podcast. This is the first one we've recorded since, um, well, we tried to record last week. And so technically, we yeah, kind of got it done. Did, but this is the one that's going to be first released that we have recorded since the that's episodes right. have started airing. We actually... Right now, the ones that are live are the All Day Murders, um, Patrice Indris and Hannah Hannah Love, Love, and Brandy Stephen Craft. Brandy Stephen Craft. The list of guys I just want to say, yikes. I'm sorry that you had to, but somebody had to share it with me. And it still haunts me a little bit. I still think about it. Then that was what? We recorded that like three weeks ago? Yeah. Holy Y'all, just the research. And each time I read a book on something, like, I, I did a lot of research. And it just stays with you. But listen, I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> I'm trying real hard to erase it from my brain, but I just can't. It's hard. But, but thank y'all so much. We've had um, an outpour of love. We've had so many people tell us what a great job it was. I just hope that, you know, whenever I find a new podcast, I get so excited. You know? And, like, it, they're my new best friends. And, and we hope that, you know, you all are excited. And we will be your new best friends. I'm trying to figure out, Alyssa, I want to do a kind of, some kind of episode to break up the horror, like after Randy Stephen Craft. My next one be something. So y'all let us know if you have any ideas. Um, Yeah, just a little fun podcast. Something a little lighter whenever we do these really heavy cases. Um, But I don't know. So that's something. Guys, y'all help us with it. If you can think of an idea, put it on our Facebook or Instagram messages in all the places. Yeah. Um. Because I, I definitely needed after a case like that. It would be nice to research something that wasn't quite this heavy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not. Ooh, yeah. yeah. But anyway. So today I am telling the story of the disappearance of Brittany Drexel. Um, I want to preface this episode. Like we're kind of in spring break season right now. Yeah. Um, getting into it. I don't sure. know what ages our listeners are. If you're, you know, a young youngster and go to the beach on spring break, or a college student, or a mom with youngsters, young ladies. Um, I just want to remind everybody, don't let your friends go anywhere by themselves in a strange place. You I don't really got to watch arguing. each other's backs. I don't care what is going on between you. Please don't let your friends walk around anywhere alone, even in broad daylight. I just think, imagine the guilt that you would feel. Like, I can just see you, you're in an argument with your friend. She wants to go here. She says, well, I'm just going to go. What you just follow her. Yeah, if we, she we just going to go, sis. That's me right. You. No matter how you feel about each other, think about if something happened to her, how you would feel the rest of your life. Like, I, I think back to spring break and, you know, all the things that could have happened to me. And I had my sister, my protector with me all the time. But it's just, 
the world's a scary place. Yeah, and it's just and, getting worse and worse. Right. Honestly. Always watch your back. You know, never go. A lady never needs to go anywhere alone. Like even during broad daylight. So I just want to say that because I feel like now now are different times. This happened a little while ago. I mean, hopefully they're different times. Hopefully we all know that. That, you know, don't be out there walking around by yourself is all I want to say. And stay safe. Keep your faculties, even if you're partying, having a little fun. That's right. Just keep it keep it under control so you don't forget. And anyway, make it's a sloppy. mistake. Make a mistake that you can't undo. So let's get into the story. Now, first, I'm going to tell you my sources. Um, of course, Wikipedia, as always. Um, I watched a really good Disappeared episode. It aired back in... I think it was 2010. Anyway, the name of the season two, the name of the episode is The Secret Journey. Um, and then there's a disappearedblog.com where I got a lot of good info. Um, a Huffington Post article by Nina Golgowski. Uh, a People Magazine website article. Um, I watched a couple of Crime Watch Daily episodes. The first one was Beautiful Imposter Missing Brittany Drexel. Um, and also a news article by WMBF News and a really good website, allthatsinteresting.com. So let's get started. Brittany was born October 7th, 1991 in Rochester, New York to young parents. Um, her biological father, his name was John. I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name. Um, Okay, so Drexel wasn't his last name. No. Okay. Mm-mm. They were young, though. It didn't say how young, but they, they were young. I would, yeah. If they're not saying they're teen parents, I would think 19th or That's 20 right. or something. That's right. Um, anyway, so her, her biological father, John, was not in her life very long before moving to Florida. Um, oh. Mm-hmm. Her mother, Dawn, married her adopted father, Chad Drexel. Okay. Um, and he, he adopted her. And that was her, her daddy, and she was a daddy's girl. She married Dawn, married Chad Drexel when Brittany was a toddler. So she, you know, she grew up. That was that was her that dad. That was her dad. And she never saw her bi- biological father until later in her life. Um, Dawn and Chad went on to have two more children, and they lived a happy, normal life. And I, y'all, I said I was going to look this up, and I forgot. I don't know if the, the suburb outside of Rochester is called Chile, but that's how it's spelled. C-H-I-L-I. So, um, if you if you know different, you can tell me. I don't care. All right. So, Brittany's childhood was wonderful. She was a happy, active little girl. Her mom said she loved to be the center of attention. There's the cutest video of her um, singing and dancing. I mean, you know, just a, being a just happy a girl. girl. That's right. But from a love from a young age, she loved soccer. Um, and at the time of her disappearance, she was a star player on her high school soccer team. So she was into sports. She was really active. Just a great girl. Yeah. A great human. Um, as a junior in high school, she had began thinking about her future and had several possible careers in mind. I remember that time. You don't know what you want to be. Oh, my gosh. All yeah. these different, uh, Maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do this. And then you end up doing something totally different. That <laughs> you never totally. thought of, yeah. Life is funny that way. But it's nice to dream and to have, you know, aspirations. That's right. Um, she thought about going into cosmetology, being a nurse, or trying modeling. Um, and she had a boyfriend during this time in high school. And they had been together, gosh, three years. 
His name was John Greco. Um, he's a cute fella. One of the interviews, he did an interview after she disappeared, and I'm just always heartbroken. And he's just sweet. Three years is a long time, especially in your high school. For a high school. So they probably started dating in middle school. She was a junior. Yeah, um, what, like, yeah, eighth or ninth grade. So probably. it was a long term high school relationship. Um, but Brittany's junior year, so this was 2008, was very difficult mm. for her. Um, because her mother and stepfather separated and filed for divorce. Oh, no. Yeah, and that just led to a lot of issues for her that year. Um, well, she think about it. She lost her real daddy. Right. And then her... When she was really her close, now Now her daddy, you she know. She was really close with Chad. And, you know, just the, her normal world was... Him you, moving out, yeah. he doesn't. You have to leave the house to see him. You don't see him every day when you. And he seems like he was that kind of dad, yeah. very attentive and did things with her and talked to her. And you know, you just feel just, like your family's broken, no. right? And so obviously, she had a really hard time with it. Um, her grades began to drop in school, and it sounds to me like she she had battled depression before. But it worsened during this time. Yeah. Trauma usually tends to bring that stuff out. Um, and, you know, the only the only dad she'd ever really known wasn't there every day. Like I said. So, I get it, Brittany. Mm. All right. So, during the same year, Brittany overdosed on her mother's oh. painkillers twice. I'm not sure if she was attempting suicide. It didn't say that. Okay. Um, or if she was just nice. trying to trying to numb the pain. Yeah. It's easy to want to numb out and not, so you don't have to wake up and face it every day. Yeah. And so I don't know the reason. I don't know if she had had a problem with pills before, um, or if this was a new thing. But after the second overdose, she started therapy, um, and she was working on adjusting to you know her new normal. So I was glad to hear that. she was. Yeah, she's trying to get back to normal. Getting and... some help. That's right. Um, all right. So we're going to fast forward a little from there. Um, this is still her junior year of high school when she disappeared. Um, spring break of 2009. It was in April of 2009. Brittany desperately wanted to go to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina with a couple of older girls from her high school. Uh, her mom, Dawn, obviously did it's not like, think it was no, a good ma'am. idea uh, it, because her mom didn't know the girls she wanted to go with. They weren't Britney's regular friends. Well, and they're, they're older. Two kind of random, maybe not random. Britney knew them, but they weren't kids that called and that Britney talked about at home. They weren't best friends. That's right. Um, and also, Myrtle Beach was a 14-hour drive. Uh, yeah, there's Can no you imagine? Way. My mom let me ride the teenage driver 14 hours? Uh-uh. I don't care if they are seniors. I could barely ride around with a teenage driver in town. Okay. <laughs> but Dawn said it was just too far for her to travel without an adult. Because there wasn't an adult going. There was not going to be any supervision. Brittany was 17. Um, of course, Brittany's not happy with this answer. And I can imagine, you know, I remember, I remember situations. Because you think you're grown. You're like, what what can happen? Like, I'm going to be fine. I'm going with friends. Like, we're going to be fine. And we're just going to come back home. Like, what's the worst that could happen? Right. But moms, no. Yeah. Yeah. About the monsters. So after her mom said no, she even went to her dad's place and tried asking him. 
Um, you know, I imagine she was, since she was a daddy's girl, she's like, oh, I can get him. He, can, he will mom. totally That's say right. yes. And convince my mom that I can go. Um, but he agreed with Dom that um, it was not a good idea for her to be so far from home with a group of teenagers they didn't know and no parents. So he backed up Dawn's decision there. Of course, Brittany was not okay with their responses. And she really wanted to get away to clear her head. After all that had gone on that year, she just wanted to be wild and free. That's what I would say. You know, just cut loose and get away from home um, and hang out on the beach. So she asked her mom again. Of course, she got to ask that last time, you know, just to really push mom over the edge. That's right. Like, come <laughs> on, mama. And like, I'm we're sure, leaving and I'm like, tomorrow, sure let's mom, go. I'm sure her mom knew she had asked her dad, too. And so I bet her mom was pissed. Oh, she yeah. Like, like, how many times are we going to tell you no? no? That's right. Exactly. But she got the same answer. Brittany, was asked, Brittany asked her mom if she could at least stay with a friend in nearby Rochester. For the rest of the week. This was on Tuesday, I think. Um, and her mom did agree because Rochester was close. And but I still don't think that the that the mom knew this friend. I know she didn't know the friend's mother, and that comes into play in just a minute. Um, so anyway. Oh, this part, y'all. I this sort of thing, bless it. Okay, so after mom agreed she could go, her mom wanted to talk to the girl's mother, who she was going to stay with. Right. To confirm. To confirm and make sure it was okay, since so she's just not sending her daughter out there. Uh, but this was not the friend's mother. Mm-mm. This was another, I imagine it was one of Brittany's younger friends posing as the mother. But Dawn didn't catch on to this, and it put her mind at ease. She was like, okay, go, enjoy the rest of the week. Brittany was... She was to go to her friends on that Wednesday and return home on Sunday. Um, And, you know, obviously, you know, by this point, she did not ever plan to stay in Rochester. And she left for Myrtle Beach on Wednesday. Um, When she arrived, she called her mom and talked with her, neither knowing that it would be the last time they would talk. I just hope Mm. they had a good conversation. But, again, Brittany put... The friend in Rochester's mom, I'm doing air quotes, um, on the phone so that Dawn would think she was safe. And she did. So, you put her mom's mind in Yeah, ease. didn't you say that she was like, yeah, I'm at the beach. But, like, she didn't That's specify right. what That's beach. Right. That's right. Her mom to... thought she was at the beach in, near Rochester. Yeah. Um, oh, and that's one of those decisions you don't ever think when you're young. Like, I remember telling my, my mom and dad, I'm going one place and being another now I think about what if something had happened to me. They would have never and they been would able have to not find known you. where I was. Like that is terrifying to me now. And like <coughs> saying that I oh, we can track our children now. I don't have to worry about that anymore. Huh. Yeah, except for sometimes they can turn that crap off. They're all I know. These kids Or man. like leave their like phone somewhere and have like a burner phone or I seriously hope that my babies would never have a burner phone. Do kids do that? Burner phone? I thought, like, drug dealers use burner phones. Or, like, track phones or whatever. Alyssa. Yeah. Well, I'll monitor all their... mm -mm. See, that's where you got to make sure they have a debit card. You can monitor all their transactions. No ATM use. Gosh, it's scary thinking about raising kids. For you. I didn't... Huh. I guess that is a thing now. Yeah. I'm really old. Okay, so... She talked to her mom... This would be the last time they'd ever speak. 
Um, while she was at the beach, Brittany ran into an old friend from Rochester. That was like a common spring break spot. Like it's like here, here going to PCB. That's yeah, exactly. everybody's heading to PCB. That's what, right. And so this guy, his name was Peter Brazowitz, and uh, she hung out with some during her stay. Hung out with him some. Not with the girl she was staying with, though. She would go by herself and hang out with him and his friends. He was a, a club promoter. This guy's a real. What? This guy's a real boob. If you look up a picture and bless his heart. And there's a Dr. Phil episode. I'll tell y'all about in a little while. He, Dr. Phil's um, my man. Shout out. To, please, Dr. Phil, notice me. I love you. Dr. Phil. Listen to our podcast. I've always loved Dr. Phil, too. Oh. But I love Maury Povich, too. You know, Maury got me through a lot of a lot of mornings with the DNA test. Have you ever watched Maury Povich? No, either. Shut your mouth. I know what we're doing after this. Alyssa is going to get introduced to the DNA testing on... I just took a Did DNA Did I just say DNA? Yeah, that's right. I'm 100%. Wait, is it? It's not, wait, paternity test. Oh, friends, I cannot believe I just made that mistake. Paternity <laughs> test. And then Maury will say, you are the father. Wait, I watched Maury. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. His last name is Povich, sis. Oh. Anyway. Brazowitz? Uh-huh. Brazowitz. Take a peek at that spiked hair. Alice. Oh, no. I don't know what it looks like today, but. Oh, I can't find it. What did you say his first name was? Peter. Oh, that's what I looked up. Peter. I'll, I'll show you. I got it on my phone. Um, oh, ew. He just looks like one of those skeezy guys that cheats on his girlfriend all the time. Right? He looks like a little surfer dude from like. I can just, I get total vibes. He's always got his shirt unbuttoned way too far. Like he unbuttons that third button that just takes Ooh. it to the next level. He looks like he should be working at like a, uh, like a surf shop or something on the beach. You, I'll show you some more pics and you'll be like, eek. I'm still like, eek. Like, I don't think he's cute, but like. No, but he thinks he is. He's very arrogant. Wait till you hear what he says. Wait till you hear what he says on Dr. Phil. Okay, uh, okay. You're going to be furious. Oh, I'm going to want to punch him in the throat. Yes, you are. Okay. Um. All right. So, but Peter was a little bit older than Brittany. Like I said, she knew him really well. He was 20 years old Um. and, and worked at several nightclubs. At first, I thought he lived in Myrtle Beach, but no. He lived with his parents um, in another suburb in, in near Rochester, New York. This is Peter. Peter. That's okay. right. Yes. Um, but he just, he was just there on vacation, on a last minute trip. And I guess, I don't they know if he got a job a as a, pro- a promoter while he was there because he was just so badass. I'm not really sure. Psych, but I right, do. Exactly. I'm getting those vibes. So. Yep. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, yeah, duh. Yeah. That's what you feel and, like. And, uh, with the shirt unbuttoned. And I, <laughs> I'm not sure if his chest was oiled, but it would not surprise <laughs> me. Okay? Like that guy. Everybody get a good middle picture. All right. So, on April 29th, 2009, this was a Saturday. Um, it was Brittany's last night in Myrtle Beach. She met up with Peter at a party that night, then later walked to his hotel room. And y'all, this is not, his hotel room's not like a couple of hotels down. It was 15 to 30 minute walk, probably closer to 30 minutes. Oh my word. Right. So she's doing all this, like the whole, the whole trip. She's like, like walking back. She's by herself. She is not with these girls that she went with. And there are some things, I'm not going to go too deep into it. Um, But there are some things. The girls, I'm not saying their names. Um, the girls that she went with were teenagers. They were they were babies. I hope they're different people, different humans now. But there was a lot of bickering and arguing, and they kind of excluded her, is what it seems like. 
but a lot of people wanted to blame them and came up with these elaborate stories about these young girls. And I don't want to bash them. I think we should give them some grace because everybody makes mistakes. When but it's like sucks that you're a mean girl. Well, it does. But <laughs> hopefully this changed them. Yeah. You know, so they don't ever do that again. And they raise their children knowing that that is not okay. You'd be a friend. Don't invite somebody that you're not good friends with. If you're not going to hang out with them. them. Yeah. Right. Like if she felt like she had to go and, and, find this it just sucked and then after the party so according to Brittany's mom Brittany had left a pair of flip-flops in Peter Brazowitz's car so she went back to his hotel okay so that's when she walked that night April 25th on Wednesday so she was at his apartment no no, okay yes 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 she went to his apartment to get that's right to his hotel hotel um the hang on i have the name a little bit further down the blue water resort and y'all look them up like i'm gonna try to find a good picture that shows the area that she disappeared in so you can see these hotels are not close like this is a a long walk with plenty of dim lit parking plots yeah in between these hotels um anyway this wasn't a busy like main road was it or what or was it? it? I mean, it was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I picture it like the strip at Panama City. Right. You know, because it was kind of the main drag where yeah. the hotels were. Okay. So, I mean, yeah. Busy. So, the surveillance footage. They did have surveillance footage of her, which when, when I first watched the Disappeared episode, I was like, oh, this has got to lead to something. And they have her own camera. The most important camera didn't work. Of course not. Yeah. Why does that always happen? I was about to say, like, what in the world? Check your cameras. This is Daily, bro. Life. Yeah, and they could have saw, they could have found her before she was. Anyway, I'm not going to skip ahead. I'm bad about that. I'm sorry. I Listeners. know. She's just what? trying to give us all the deets. I know. I'm going to give you that real I'm quick one down in like yeah, 10 yeah. minutes. Right. Um. Okay, so surveillance footage from around 8 p.m. that Saturday night shows Brittany arriving at Peter's hotel. So it shows her walking in the building. Okay. And his hotel is the Blue Water Resort in Myrtle Beach. Um, and only 10 minutes later, footage shows her leaving his hotel. Okay. So was she just going to get her flip-flops or was she planning on hanging out? I'll tell you what happened. Okay. Apparently, she had grabbed a pair of black shorts that belonged to one of the girls she was staying with on the trip. <laughs> I don't know if she grabbed the wrong shorts. I don't know. I don't know if the girl told her she could borrow them and then decided she wanted them back. I don't know exactly what happened. This was not important enough for Brittany to strike out on a 30-minute walk to take the shorts back. Oh, my gosh. They made her go down this high, high, I guess it's a highway, a street, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. For 30 minutes to bring them back some shorts. It it infuriates me. It's hard. Y'all don't... I, Again, I'm trying to give those girls some grace, but they cost Brittany her life. They did. Mm. By silly, silliness. But they have to live with that every day. So that's all I'm gonna say about that. Um I would never I would never do that in the first place, but just letting her walk anywhere alone at I night. Know. In the dark. And they were obviously in the hotel room if they knew the shorts were missing and asked her to bring them back. They were there. So why didn't they say? Why don't we walk you back down there? Right. Or why don't you just stay here? <laughs> right. But they didn't. So, the last surveillance footage of Brittany um, shows her leaving the hotel she was staying at, the Bar Harbor Hotel, presumably headed back to the Blue Water, Blue Water Resort. 
And I did find, I found a clip on, uh, I think it's on YouTube, that they didn't show on the Disappeared episode. Um, there's one clip of her walking down the street. You mm-hmm. can see her. Um, she's wearing a printed shirt. It's really easy to peek out on the camera, which was good. That's um, right. To help police look for them. But you can see in this clip, um, I watched Disappeared. This happened in 2009. I watched the Disappeared episode in 2010. And I just found this clip. And y'all, this is one of those cases that has always haunted me. Like, even before we got an update, and we have, there has been an update. Oh, okay. um, since it happened, I would Google her name every so often because it just yes, stuck with me. Um, but anyways, I digress. So it shows her walking down the street after that footage when she walks out of her hotel, headed back to Peter's place, we think. Yes. Um, it's hard to know for sure. It shows her walking down the street. Well, this new clip that I found doesn't just show her. There are three gentlemen walking behind her. Now, Mm -hmm. not right behind her. Like, they're not hovering over her. I would say maybe six feet behind her. But they're still in the same frame. Exactly. And there's a dark parking lot directly ahead to her left. So, they could have ran up, snatched her car into Waiting in the car. car. And she was tiny, y'all. She was tiny and petite. Um, I mean, probably didn't weigh 110 pounds, if that. And she was just tiny. Um, but Brittany, she had been texting her boyfriend the whole trip. Okay. Remember John? Because he knew where she was at. Right. And he had planned to go with her. Like, they planned to go together. And that's probably the original reason she was going with those girls. She was so adamant to get down there. she was like, my boyfriend's going to be with me, so I have somebody to hang out with. Yeah, I wonder if he had a, like, he was staying with friends and she was just going to hitch a ride with these girls and then. And that might be the case. Yeah. He ended up not being able to get off work. Um, that he would have been there with her, and I know that haunts him too. Lisa, he's a really sweet guy. Um, but she had been texting her, texting John the whole trip multiple times a day, like pretty much her every move, every time right. she did something different. Like teenagers te- in a relationship, right. <laughs> she would text John and tell him exactly what she was doing. Um, and he, you know, that's how he kept up with her throughout the week, made sure she was okay. On the night, on that Saturday night that she disappeared, her text responses to John suddenly stopped at 9.15 p.m. It was somewhere between the Bar Harbor Hotel and the Blue Water, Blue Water Resort where Peter was staying. Um, and so they were just able to line it up from the last time. He, and it was during that walk that her text messages that had been something, constant. Yeah, something stopped. happened because her text messages and stopped he knew and she was something never seen was wrong, again. thankfully. Like, he, he knew um, that something was wrong. So he repeatedly texted her. Then he started calling. Um, and after doing this for a while, and it, he didn't wait a long time, he called her mom. He was good. like, it's time. Because he was worried about it. And that was a good move, y'all. Yeah. If your parents are, your parents, parents will forgive, you know, but they can't forgive you if you're dead. So, you know, but I just remember, like, I have some, some things that have happened in my past where, we had a friend that we couldn't get on the phone for a long period of time, and that's just the worst feeling. Um, and you don't know where they are. Let me tell you a story. Real tell quick me. side no, note. Tell me. Ivy Elizabeth Pope, I'm calling you out on the podcast. Hey, right? that's my, um, uh, her father is my, uh. Mr. Jamie West? Cousin or something. That's, his dad is my grandmother's brother. I've always, I grew up with, what? Ivy's my best friend. 
Shut your mouth. She's probably not listening to this, but I'm going to make her listen to it because I'm going to tell her I talked about yeah, it. Yeah, she's seen me at Easter before. Tell her. Maybe she don't remember. That's crazy. All right, call her out. Do it. Anyways, so I'm about to call her out real fast. So you will remember, Ivy, I'm talking to you right now, specifically to you. She and I were going to go look at a house together one time. We were going to rent a house together or just go look at it or something like that and call it. Right. And she was leaving work. It was like 4 o'clock or whatever. She was leaving work. So, again, because of the area being swampy, waterways, um, it was notorious for alligator snakes and wild hogs, which I think, I don't I don't know if that's really a thing. Like, we have wild hogs all over the place in our area, and I'm not really afraid of being attacked by a wild hog. Unless you're messing with them. Well, think of the odds. How many, I would love to know the statistics on how many wild hog attacks there are per year. I'm going to look that up after. I will let you all know. But, again, alligators and snakes are scary enough. And especially in a, in, a, in a forested area that you don't know anything about. So, they looked for Brittany um, nonstop. But as the weeks went on, they were afraid that she wasn't. If she was found, she was not going to be alive anymore. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, the more time that passes, we all know. It's just not as, it's not as likely. Likely, yeah. Um, Alright, so now we're going to talk about possible persons of interest. People that were related to the case, that were with Brittany, that we know about. Um, and these are, these are the people that the police question first. Okay. Alright. So first, again, I'm not going to give these girls names that she went with. I'm not going to. I'm not going to go there. Um, but the girls Brittany went with on the trip were cooperative with police. Um, and they gave them all the info they know. Brittany left all of her luggage in the hotel room. All she had with her was her purse and her cell phone. So it's not like she was planning on leaving. Jumping shield. That's right. Because what 17-year-old would leave their clothes? You know, a lot right. of effort went into packing that bag. I was about to say, I'm not leaving my clothes now. No, right, for sure. Um... Okay, so from there, the the girls they just didn't they didn't know anything else. I mean, uh, apparently it's obvious obvious to police that they weren't involved in it. Um, but since Peter Brazowitz, that name's coming back up, was the last person to see her alive, paired with the fact that he left Myrtle Beach suddenly the night that he oh, disappeared, that's left interesting. suddenly at two a.m. The night of her disappearance. Where did he go? And upon arriving back in New York, he immediately hired an attorney. Oh, that's sketch. When, well, let me, let me say this part and then I'm going to tell you all about the disappeared episode. Police were obviously very suspicious and almost immediately, it was like two days later, no, four days later, April 29th. She disappeared on April 25th. Um, police named him as us as a person of interest um, because that is so sus. Like what? For sure. At two a.m., left his some of his clothes there. Left. Oh. Um. Didn't clean up the place. Lost a hundred dollar deposit. Like what twenty year old doesn't need a hundy? I'm. I was just like. So when I watched the disappeared episode, I was convinced this is our guy. He did something. He knows something. This guy, like the whole club promoter thing, he knows say. what he could have been involved in. 
Human trafficking happens everywhere. I was going to say sex trafficking. Yep. That's what I immediately yep. thought. Mm-hmm. When you said he jumped ship, he hired somebody, yep. or he took her and saw her and yep. and see, I called was butt back to New York. Absolutely convinced. Like, that was in my mind. Case was solved. So, um, he was cooperative with the police and claimed that he hired an attorney because he was getting a lot of calls from the media asking for comment on Brittany's case. As for leaving in the middle of the night, he said that they wanted to get on the road to avoid traffic that would be heavier later in the day. Okay, that makes sense, but why would you leave your clothes? And No, you would be fully prepared to, you would pack up your clothing and you'd be fully prepared to leave. I'd be giving my $100 deposit back. Okay. It just, it doesn't sound good to me. Ah. Not a good excuse. No. And anyway, so really, I thought it was this guy. Um, Because his excuses were so weak. And why didn't this guy walk Brittany back to her hotel? Yeah. Why didn't he say? She'd been hanging out with him all throughout. Aren't you a gentleman? All throughout the week, obviously. No. No, he's like, this girl. This is really going to make you angry. Uh, the Dr. Phil episode that Peter Braswitz went on with Brittany's mom, Dawn. Mm. Brittany's mom asked him why he didn't walk her back to the hotel. Just point blank asked him on the air. He didn't say something like this. hoe was just a... Wait, wait till you hear what he says. Gosh. I will punch him in his throat. This is his reply. This is a direct quote. I wasn't there to babysit. Is what he told this girl who'd been dis- who had been missing for years. That's what he told her mother. That just solidifies the type of person that I know. You're not supposed is. to babysit, dude. You're supposed to look out for your fellow humans. Yeah, you obviously didn't care. Like, why would you? This not? guy's an ass. Like I said, he he cheats on his girlfriend. Whoever 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 he's got right now, just don't be surprised because he's a terrible person he's- who obviously doesn't have a whole lot of respect for women. If he didn't think he should be a gentleman and walk this girl. Uh, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know that he's that he's guilty. And you'll see some more things will come out about the case. Um, but, yeah, maybe he's just a jerk. I don't know. He looked like a real big D-bag. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, so I said before, the police put a lot of effort into trying into trying to find Brittany. But as the one-year anniversary approached, they had no real evidence of her. Like, they, didn't, they had not found any clues, nothing. But they did say that they had several persons of interest. Not not these ones that I just okay, mentioned so when to was you. This? this was, it was near the one-year anniversary. Okay. So these are different persons of interest. And we don't know who they are. They did not tell us who okay. they are. Obviously because they were not prepared or ready. They didn't have enough to charge them with a crime yet. Or they didn't want them to run. Exactly. Exactly. Man, I knew I was going to do this. So I have one more person that um, was never listed by the police as a person of interest. But, but it's one of those of things. It could happen. I'm just... You know, let me tell you about this fella. And this was years after the case. I looked forever trying to find y'all. Um, the year that this cell phone video came out. All right, so let me tell you about it. A cell phone video of Britney. Like, this is the last video recorded of Britney ever. Um, it was released by a young man 
I had I had his name. I'm not gonna say it out loud um, because I don't think it's necessary. But anyway, so there was a young man that Brittany hung out with the night before she disappeared. And how this happened was she was walking alone at night the night before as well, which if somebody took her, they could have seen her then and knew that she was walking around alone, you know? Yeah. Anyways, um, she had randomly met him on the street, and I guess she thought he looked like a nice dude. And these, she these, sounds, she does not feel like she has any stranger danger. No, not enough. That is for sure. But she asked him to walk her back to her hotel room because some guys had been hollering at her. Mm. Yeah, and nothing ever, nothing was ever connected to that. And the guys in the surveillance video. And anyway, she felt uncomfortable. These guys kept talking to her. And this young man did walk her to her hotel room. He went in with her. In the video, in the first clip, she's sitting on the bed. And he looks at her and says, hi, Britt. And she gets this big, beautiful smile and says, hi. And then it cuts to another clip of her sitting on the balcony at her hotel. And she doesn't know he's filming her. And he just films her. She's texting on her cell phone. Doesn't say anything, just films her. That's always a little sketchy to me. And she's at her her hotel room? Uh-huh. Okay. Like, she, I guess, invited him up with her. So, is he on the surveillance video going in the room? They don't say it. Probably somewhere, but they don't say anything about that. Uh. Um, but, anyway. But the sitting on the balcony and filming her, maybe he just thought she was beautiful and wanted to have a memory of her. I don't know, but... Y'all, you know how crazy some of these cases can be. It'll be the person that you least suspect. Yeah. Which this guy did come forward with the video. Like, once he realized. Because he lived off, I think it was Minnesota. So, he lived off a ways. This wouldn't have been a case that was necessarily. Just another spring breaker. That's right. Exactly. Um, And so, I'm just saying. If you think about the cases where it's been some random dude that nobody thought anything about. And he ends up being the one that did something. Yeah. Just food for thought. Anyway, we don't we don't know exactly what happened to Brittany at this point either. So um but he was cooperative with detectives. He had an interview, he had an alibi, which that we don't they did not share that with us. We don't know where he was. Um, but he did have an alibi the night of her disappearance. Um so anyway, I say he could be a person of interest. I lumped the him people, in there with the other ones. The people the just because it would be random, but randomer things have happened. Yeah. So, But the police cleared him. Right. So Exactly. But they also cleared that other guy, apparently. Peter. Ugh. Anyway. All right. So this case went unsolved. This was, let's see, seven years after Brittany vanished. There was an update. And I just knew that the case had been solved. Um, but... To this day, no one has officially been charged, and her body has never been found. Oh. So, here's the update. June 8, 2016, FBI confirmed that the case is considered a homicide and released details to the media. I'm, I mean, I'm glad they did it. I'm sure they did it to try to get somebody somewhere to talk <coughs> or just say something about the case. Well, what were these details? Why did they list it a homicide? I'm about to tell you. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. All here. right. So, apparently, this new information came from a jailhouse informant who was incarcerated in South Carolina for 25 years. Um, it was for an unrelated crime. Um, his name is Taquan Brown. 
and his name, if you're familiar with the case, you're familiar with his name. He's like the one that started busted the case wide open. Um, again, no one's been charged. So they really believe this informant, though? Well, there was a second informant, too. Okay. That kind of corroborated, told a, a very similar story. So I think that's more of what it was. And we'll see the gentleman that he accuses were those persons of interest that the police were talking about. Oh, okay. Yep. So. So it's very I mean, possible. it's it's likely to me, but let, let me tell y'all what okay. you said. All right. So he told police that he saw Brittany at a stash house. And if you don't know what that is, um, it's where criminals keep drugs, guns, illegal stuff, whatever they have. I don't know. All um, their things that they It was a nasty, stash. nasty little shack. Um, but anyway, he so Taquan Brown saw Brittany at a stash house near the spot where her cell phone last pinged. Okay. okay. So this place is near where her cell phone last, where her cell phone was the night she disappeared. Um, when he saw her, she was being sexually abused by, and this is the, this is the main suspect, um, Timothy Deshaun Taylor. He was only 16 at the time. Oh, wow. But she wasn't only being sexually abused by him. There were also several other men involved. He claims that while he was there, Brittany tried to escape. So she ran from the stash house. Right. And was caught, pistol whipped, and then he heard shots. And and assumes that's when she killed. And and claimed then that he saw her body in a rolled up rug. So, after putting her in the rug, um, Timothy Deshaun Taylor could have been others involved. I was going to say, three guys were following her on that. Do you think they're the same people? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you'll find, I'll tell you. Oh, gosh, okay. I mean, it's no, but I tried to organize it so I feel like the sweat. Some suspense. That's right. And, and I feel like this is what makes the best sense. Um, anyway, so supposedly they, and he, he said, I'm sure the police knows more details than we do. Of I mean, they as always usual. Keep, that's right. They always are going to keep some stuff. Um, but supposedly they dumped her body in an alligator pit nearby. So, you know, this is just a body of water where lots of alligators live. They may not, like, I always want to, I always want to envision the cartoon version of this. Like the Disney version where the yeah. alligators are jumping up out of the water and snapping. This would be the kind of place where if they threw her body in, eventually an alligator would likely consume it. You know, well, like they didn't throw her in and feed her to live alligators. I'm right thinking of like the alligator pit, she haul. Yeah. Like I ain't trying to fall on that thing. No. They will come for you eventually. Oh, yeah. But it, it wouldn't necessarily happen instantly. Like I want to envision it, you know. That's right. They're not like tearing her apart right. like wild. Exactly. Right Brown, this is the informant, was at the stash house to pay Timothy Deshaun Taylor's father, Sean Taylor, for drugs. He was a known drug dealer in McClellanville. And McClellanville and Georgetown, they're not synonymous because they're not that close by, but they're close enough. Right. Like that that area, it's all kind of, and of course, you know, I don't have exact addresses because the police aren't going to do that. <laughs> the last thing that we know that Jaquan Brown told police was that the Taylors planned to trap sexually traffic Brittany. So they intended to keep her there alive for a longer period of time. And sex trafficker. Yep. <clears throat> now who said this? That this is the informant still. The same I thought guy. It, but he said he heard shots right. and saw her body in a mat. Right. 
Okay, I'm confused. Well, apparently, I can't remember. He's, he comes out with a different story, y'all. This is what makes this so confusing because he was ju- just in an interview in 2019. I'm going to tell you about that, too. Um, his timeline is very scratchy. All I'm saying is if he was <coughs> for drugs, he was probably on drugs. So, you know, had already, that man ain't had, too good. had already killed some brain cells by using drugs. And so his, his story's just... I don't know, but um, there was another informant whose story lined up with Brown's. They didn't give us the details of that informant's story, but it they just did says say there's that enough to cooperate. They were very similar, right? Um, apparently, maybe, and you know, this is all conjecture. I don't, I don't know for sure. Maybe Brittany kept trying to run away, and that's why they killed her before they had a chance to. Yeah make money off of her. So disgusting. Makes me want to throw up. Um, all right. So following these allegations, the stash house and surrounding area area were thoroughly searched, including the area where her body was supposedly dumped. Um, and what do you think police found? Nothing. Of Nothing. course. No. Um, you think about throwing a, a human body into a body of water, even if it's not getting eaten. And this is years later in 2016. What so about the rug? Would it disintegrate to you? Probably. I mean, but they did. They had I mean, extensive searches, underwater divers. I mean, they really. In this tried. alligator pit? Oh, okay. Maybe go. they had alligator proof suits. Go, team, go. Okay. But they did. Like, the police just did a jam up job. They really did on her case the whole time. I have nothing bad to say about South Carolina police. So thank you for your service. Yeah. And dedication. Um, all right. So, let me tell you a little bit about the Taylor family. Okay, give me that backstory. The main suspect, Timothy Deshaun Taylor, his father, Sean Taylor. And Timothy has another brother named Randall Taylor. So, I was only able to find, I was only able to find um, Timothy Deshaun Taylor's arrest record. Okay. From McClellanville, South Carolina. It's long. It is very, It's very, long. Very, very, very long. That rap sheet um, thick. And I'm not going to too many details because they're, they're court term, it's court terminology and documents. And it's so hard for me not being, you know, like, I don't know anything about yeah, it. Yeah, really but, it, it. But most of them were fairly minor offenses, robberies, wow. you know, weapons without a permit, that sort of thing. But the whole family was very well known to the police in the area. Yeah. Okay. So lengthy criminal record. Um, but the most well-known of Timothy Deshaun Taylor's crimes was a 2011 robbery of a McDonald's. Now, this part, I'm not going to go too deep into this because it's a bit of a cluster. My man wanted a Big Mac. Okay. I really, I think I read he was only the getaway driver. But anyway, oh. so he'd already been tried for this robbery okay. and sentenced. I don't remember what the sentence was, but the FBI tried to use this crime Okay, so they, the FBI retried him for this crime. And there was lots of outrage that they did this. But the I'm reason say, is that double jeopardy they tried or what? to... If the FBI is this suspicious of a guy, they've got more on him than we know. They were trying to use this as a ruse to get him to confess and tell them what happened to Brittany. Oh, wow. So that was their, that was their plan. They're like, um, so we're going to retry you, and we're going to give you And they sentence. were able to do it. They were able to retry him. Um, huh. But then I think, 
I think something I, I'm not gonna speak on because I'm not sure um what the end I don't know why I didn't retain that info but anyway <laughs> um but they were hoping to get some new information and for him to finally say if he didn't do it who did yeah like because they I thought mean, he was involved we've got to use, what, use whatever we can whatever we can possibly use to get criminals off the streets too you know because um, if they did did this to Brittany, who's to say they're not going to do it to somebody else? And we'll see. That looks like they might have tried. Uh, um, but that didn't happen. No new info came about. They, um, you know, so, but at least they tried, whatever. All right, so let me tell you about Timothy's father, Sean Taylor. Now, there are quite a few Sean Taylors that break the law in McClellanville, South Carolina. So I uh, could not figure out which criminal record was actually his. Um, but one thing that we know he was arrested for in 2010 was for trying attempting to abduct a 20-year-old oh, no. in Myrtle Beach near the same spot. And this where, is a year later. Two years later. Yeah. You said 2010? 2009 is when Brittany disappeared. And when did this happen? 2011. I thought you said 10. I was like, sis, that's one year. <gasps> It is 2010. Alyssa, I'm losing my mind. So, so you're making okay. me feel silly. No, I silly uh, I'm the silly one. For, okay, anywho. He was arrested. This was, this was the so next. So this is a year later. Year. Yes, and it was in the spring. spring knew, I was like, no, spring breakers are going to be there. Near the same spot where Brittany disappeared. And there's an interview with the girl. That sketch. Yeah, like she was terrified. But the way they got him was the 20-year-old. Victim picked him out of a lineup. I just don't feel like picking somebody out of a lineup is as airtight as it used to be. You know what I mean? I don't know. But anyway, so he had an alibi for the time. Yeah. What was it? Charges were dropped because of this alibi. alibi. He was supposedly seen on surveillance footage 40 miles away at the time. Y'all, all I'm saying, there are a lot of folks that look alike out here in this world. And... You know, if somebody tried to abduct you, wasn't masked or anything, don't you think the image of their face would be burned into your brain? Yeah, yeah, because I would never. I'd be looking for that face everywhere. So I have some doubts about his alibi, and just kind of knowing about the family. They 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 were always on police's radar just for all sorts of other stuff. Um, all right, so, but here's the real kicker in this case. Gosh, y'all. I just, I get chills every time I read it or watch something about it. And I'm probably going to when I say it. Um, Timothy's other brother, so this is his older brother named Randall Taylor, was arrested in 2001 and charged with taking part in the abduction and murder of 19-year-old Shannon McConaughey. Yeah. Oh, charged. Lord. In her abduction and murder. All right. So, Shannon McConaughey disappeared. I think that's how you pronounce the last name, y'all. The spelling is, whoo, but that's what it looks like to me. So, forgive me, Shannon's family. Um, I mean, no disrespect. I think it's McConaughey, though. You want to look at the spelling, Alyssa, and tell me what you think. Oh. Right there. Yeah, that looks okay. like McConaughey. Good. Hopefully, hopefully, I got it right. Um, she disappeared on January 29th, 1998. Um, and five weeks later, her body was found. She had been raped and shot twice in the head. Um, and this was near the McClellanville, Georgetown area. 
I don't I don't have the exact name written down because I didn't want to go too deep into it. I'd love to do her case sometime, um, because especially since it's connected to Britney's, and maybe I'll get to do that in the future. But anyway, so there were five suspects involved in her murder. It was um, a group of men. Oh, y'all, it just breaks my heart to yeah. think about the last moments of somebody's life. That just feels being like terrorizing. And, and I can't even imagine how she must have felt. I would probably wish for death, I mean, at that point. Oh, gosh, yeah, like that literally. <sighs> but one of the suspects told police that their plan was to gang rape her. Um, and that Randall Taylor got carried away, raped her, and afterwards shot her in the head. What the crap? Got carried away. What was the phrasing he used? I can't remember. Lost control, I think is what he said. So this guy apparently has some women anger. Anybody that can rape a woman has some, some womanly issues, issues with women. But then you quote unquote get carried away or. And shoot and kill. So this, this is the kind of caliber people we're dealing with here. Okay. Yeah. Sick. Sick, 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 sick. So, five suspects were involved in the murder. Um, Randall was the only Taylor involved, but I mean, who knows? You think about, though, like the, the four other people that did this with Randall Taylor probably bought drugs from his dad, probably hung out at the stash house. They were prepared to do it to Shannon. Why wouldn't they be prepared they to are do associated. it to Randall? Right. They're telling how many young women have. Ugh. Anyway, and the, the most infuriating part of this, they were all arrested, okay, so all five men. They served nearly, they were able to hold them nearly four months in jail, but officials were forced to drop the charges. What? They did not have enough physical evidence. So these people, apparently they're careful. How did they tie them to this case in the beginning? There were, there's lots of details. I want to cover it because it can be a link. Like I, it would probably, I could probably talk about it as long as I've talked about Britney's case. Okay, well, like there are lots of details and twists and turns and different stuff that happened with the suspects. So I'll plan to do this one soon. Okay. Um, I won't wait too long. That way we'll kind of remember. But yeah, that the reasons weren't good enough in my opinion to let these guys out. But if you don't have enough physical evidence, it's hard to prosecute. Yeah. And I mean, they were hoping they could go back and find evidence. Exactly. Go ahead and get them put away. And, but apparently these guys know how to clean scenes because they searched that stash house Brittany was in and they searched, I mean, you know, I think they're seasoned pros at this sort of thing personally, but they have not, again, they have not been um, Charged. charged with anything. All right. So back to Brittany's case. Um, the original jailhouse informant. In this part, y'all, I was just let me. I'll tell you, and then I'll tell you my opinion on this. Um, the original jailhouse informant, Taquan Brown, he gave a second interview in 2019. Okay. All right. So, and he gave this interview to a Rochester news station, WHEC TV, um, and he was incarcerated in McCormick Correctional Institution, and he gave the televised interview from there. Um, where he's serving out his 25-year sentence. He then, all right, so during this interview, his story changes. I don't trust the story changes. That, I was about to say, that's what I think a little... Is, he's been in jail for a minute now. He's bored. He enjoyed the attention from the first time, the story he told, which I think is the true story. Um, I, I, don't, I don't believe the second interview. I think he was trying to get on TV. I think that, you know, like I said before, maybe he got a sandwich as a reward. You know, I don't know. But I, I don't think this is. Okay. Anyway. All right. So 
During this interview, he claimed that he had actually seen Brittany Drexel four times after her disappearance, not just the one time. Okay. He originally said, you remember he saw her and she was killed that same night when he was out there. Right. He also said that she was held a month before being killed. Mm. So now he's saying she was held longer. He gave some details of the four encounters, which I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go through the details. Um, and he claimed that he claimed that when she was shot, so the fourth and final time he saw her, yeah, that he had a friend there with him, but the station was not able able to locate this friend. We don't. His imaginary friend. Okay, maybe <laughs> he's right here. You can ask him yourself. Maybe. Um, and he also named the man that actually shot Brittany. Which at first I was like, oh yes, that's awesome. But he only gave him the name them the name Nate. How no last name? How many Nates are there running around there? I mean, you know, like, <laughs> I, I feel like that's a fairly common name, yeah. but like that doesn't seal the deal for me. It's just some Nate guy around here, right? I'm not, I'm not convinced. But like, no one by this name has been connected to the investigation. Nobody in that area. The police know these people in that area, right? Okay, unless he was from somewhere else, I guess. But which is possible. Anyway, the news station claims they were able. I shouldn't say claims. The news station was able to corroborate some of the info, but not enough, again, to convince me of anything. Like I said, I think he was bored. Yeah, he he just needs some attention. Need a little attention. That's right. Maybe, you know, he thought. I don't know. It's hard for me to imagine lying about a a young girl's murder. But again, this is a criminal. That's right. So I don't know how their brains work. Anyway. All right, so that interview is the latest update in Brittany's case. They have not found her body. Um, No one has ever been formally charged with her disappearance, even though, and I want to talk a little more about that here. I I think that we have a pretty good idea, um, and I'm sure you all do, too, by this point. Um, If you're on the same page. That's right. But I do pray for closure for her family. Yeah. I can't imagine that feeling of not know. I mean, they not, now at this at this point, I feel like they know she's dead. But they, just they don't, don't want to know what happened to her and where she's at. They want to know where she is. I mean, you know. Um, and I've got another little tidbit too. I'm gonna just go and tell y'all about because I forgot to add it in last night. I was uh, editing a little bit late. Um, so her dad, Chad Drexel. At some point, and I'm, I'm fairly certain this was a few years after she disappeared. Mm-hmm. He had a private investigator, investigator of his own that he had hired, and asked the investigator to take him to Myrtle Beach. And and okay. he went to Myrtle Beach just to see the area, and he also went to Georgetown McClellanville area where her cell phone last pinged. Um, and he handed out flyers to people. Nobody was super helpful. I mean, you know, I don't know humans, right? What do we expect? Um, but. He, and he told this, the Dr. Phil episodes are really good. Um, I would recommend, I watch them on YouTube. Um, but on one of the Dr. Phil episodes, he said during that visit, he was on a dirt road and it was near the spot where her cell phone last pinged. Right. Um, handing out flyers. Apparently this is like, the, this is the kind of dirt road that's traveled fairly often. Because it's like, what are you doing out there? I don't know. Anyway, maybe he's just walking around to see the area her cell phone was. Honestly, maybe he's just passing out flyers in the area. Right. She was so a car pulls up, and he was standing in the middle of the road, and he said he didn't think the car was going to stop, but he stood his ground and stood there, and they stopped, went over to the window, 
the guy that was driving. Oh, I forgot to tell you all this detail, too. Y'all, please forgive me. Um, the guy that was driving was missing his left arm. Do you want to know who else Who else in this investigation doesn't have a left arm? Timothy Deshaun Taylor. <gasps> I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Oh. Neither did I until the interview. Like, it's not something they announced, but I watched one of his interviews. Um, anyway, so Chad asked him if they had seen her. A couple of guys in the back seat were whispering. Timothy was, I don't think he really said anything. He might have said no. I don't know. But anyway, so Chad kind of shoved the flyer at him, you know. Timothy took it, balled it up, and (gasps) skied it off and tossed it back out the window at Chad. Oh, my gosh. So Chad is convinced that he was face-to-face with the man that killed his daughter. Is that not horrible? First of all, that's so freaking rude and disrespectful. And they were laughing. Oh, that's disgusting. That is scum of the earth. I don't even care if y'all had anything to do with it. You freaking suck as a human being. Like, what kind of person do you have to be to crumble up a missing person's poster? Right there in front of her dad. I mean, they knew that he was going to be right there. That's so disgusting. That's sick. That shows you the type of people that are under suspicion. That shows you who we're dealing with. And it's the reason that I think they did it. I don't have very many doubts in my head that they did, but without, I mean, you know, that's my opinion. That's not the gospel because they haven't been charged with anything. I just really hope, you know, one of them will commit a crime serious enough so they're sentenced to life or death and they'll finally say something. Yes. You know, like try and get a plea. If they'll go ahead and commit a really bad crime, I mean, I know it's horrible. Hopefully nobody else has to die, but, but they'll get sentenced to a very long prison term and they'll say something. That's the only way I see. That this, they're not going to find evidence at this point, this many years later. It's just not going to happen. It's been 12 years. Mm, well, I would like to say that if anybody listening to this podcast knows anything Please. about what happened to Brittany Drexel, yes. go to the Myrtle Beach, South Carolina police station and speak up. Any police station, they will get you in touch with the right folks. That's right. Like, any tips, anything. Like, even if you don't think it's important or significant in the timeline. Like, if you saw her in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Or in McClellanville or Georgetown, South Carolina. That's right. Where they were likely holding her. If you were one of those people that went to the stash house to get a dime bag. And you can do it anonymously. Be a decent. I can't even say anonymous. Anyways. Decent human being just say something please for her family everybody's got a mama you know dang anyway i just like said i i hope i hope that the truth will come out for her family so that they can know what happened to her and yeah wherever she is i hope she's resting in peace and that you know i always think about when young people are taken too soon like that i wonder what she would be today that, i know that breaks my heart I, mine too just her future robbed the people that didn't deserve to be in jail because they could still be out there doing it to other people yeah if i mean look at randall taylor started in 1998 and this is almost 10 years later when britney was abducted so i mean they this could be a regular a normal thing for these guys that's right so spring breakers in Myrtle Beach. Beware. Tight. I'm not even talking about groups of two. Y'all need to be in groups of ten if you're gonna walk the streets. Yeah. With males. Be right. don't even be with females. Just or do it carry all again. pepper spray. I always have my finger on my pepper spray when I go anywhere at night. I do not play. 
Or get a carry license. They're not going to get me. Yeah, or get a carry license. That's right. There's nothing wrong with having a gun to protect yourself, ladies. Because, unfortunately, we live in a world where we have targets on our back everywhere we go. There's certain places that I can't go in Albany. Because uh, they're know, sketchy. For a while now. Even during the day. I was like, there was a, a period in time where I swore I saw something about Target in Albany, like, every other week. And it was, like, about guys or, like, a guy and a girl team, like, coming up and, like, stalking women in, like, the parking lots Y'all, and stuff. In, like, the broad daylight. And I was like, I will never go in this Target by myself again. Too. It happened to me at Target. It wasn't a pair it was one crazy-eyed guy. It was when my oldest son, he was little. He was buggy age. Like, he was probably three. He was little. And um, I get, I'm, I've always, I've always gotten vibes from people. I'm, I'm a, I have that. Oh, that I do too. Like, I am very hyper aware of what's going on feel, around me. I can feel who people are. This guy trailed me the entire time I was in Target. Crazy-eyed. Like, he looked like he was on drugs. And so, anyway, he followed me. I check out, and there he is. Do you know what Michelle did? <laughs> I walked straight to customer service, and I said, I'm sorry, is there a member of the security team that can walk me to my car? That guy over there, and I pointed at him, has been following me around the store most of my trip, and he hasn't bought anything. And they will, they, they will always walk you to your That's car. That's right. Do not be afraid to ask, because that could be the difference in you. Because I had to put my kid in the car. It would have taken me a while to unload. Of course, I bought too much at Target, you know. And this guy would have had opportunity to To snatch. Uh Um, There was a time when five guys in Albany just opened. Me and my high school best friend, Sierra, had went one night. And it was, like, right before they closed. And you know where five guys is in Albany, don't you? Yeah, right there on Dawson. Yeah. Uh So we were in there, like, at closing time. And there was this guy that was just walking back and forth on the sidewalk. And it was freaking us out. So I went up to one of the guys. I was like, can one of y'all walk us out to the truck? Like, There is no shame in asking somebody. Because most men are decent and understanding, and they know. But it's happened to me at Walmart, too. I forgot about this. This was years ago. This gentleman trailed me the whole way around every turn. He had, like, two items in his buggy. Y'all, he followed me in his car all the way back to where I worked. Uh, That's weird. And sped past, but I was on high alert. I, I, in hindsight, maybe I should have called the police just to say, hey, look out for this vehicle. It's that Walmart on Lido is sketch. I don't go there by myself even during the daytime. Mm-mm. Sorry, Walmart on Lido, but y'all make enough money. Ladies, don't go to Walmart on Lido by yourself. Don't go anywhere. Like, if this, if us talking to you hasn't rung a bell yet, do not go anywhere by yourself. It just sucks that we, that it has Can't, to be like that. Yeah. It sucks that it has to be like that for us. Because like, like you yourself. sick human beings, we have to be on high alert all the time. Which I don't mind. It's my normal. My mom was always like that. Yeah, I'm paranoid um, as like, crap. You know, look at look at license plates and I did, you yeah. know, pay attention to the cars that are parked around you. Like my mom trained me up from very young age that you pay attention everywhere you go. And if you get bad vibes, it doesn't matter. You don't have to feel like you look goofy. I don't That's care. Right. Like you can be goofy and alive. Judge me if you want, security guy that had to walk me out of Target. But I don't care because I'm alive today. That's God right. knows what that guy. Anyway, so just be careful. There are disgusting human beings all around us, and that's it. So 
I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the case. I yeah, hope I think you did a good job. Gave enough detail. If there's something you want to know or have a question, just shoot me a message on Instagram or Facebook, um, and I'll be glad to tell. Because I know everything about the case. It's just it's hard to include every yeah every time. bit. It's a little overwhelming, in my opinion, to include every little tiny detail. So um, I gave y'all the the meat of it. And if there's any other any other info you want, hit me up. And enjoy. And don't forget to tune in next week. We're going to cover a real, real next week? Donald Gaskins. I don't know much about this one. I'm excited to hear it. Uh, well, he's a creep. So. I've heard his name, but I know nothing about the case. He's a tiny little awesome. troll. Uh, okay. All right. Little we'll, troll. We'll tune little in troll. next week to hear about the troll. And uh, don't forget to follow us, uh, like us, or get, leave us reviews. At Ill Natured pod on instagram yes thank you Alyssa. uh ill-natured podcast on facebook group i do uh, believe uh, and like michelle said don't forget to leave us a rating and review and tune in each week on tuesdays to hear a new case of whatever we have that's right in the back of our and again if y'all pockets. if y'all have any recommendations for palate cleansers after we do really gruesome cases Share them, stuff you want to hear yeah, about. Yeah, just do like little fun. We can do like fun well, little mini I episodes. About, I love Elvis Presley. Like, I've always loved. I know, Alyssa. It's my mom's fault. She did too. Um, but anyway, I've always loved him. And, you know, his life was really tragic. He had lots of problems. With, like, there's a whole other side of Elvis that people don't know. We could do like a, so like a celebrity like rundown. Like, McKay could tell me all about these rock stars yeah. and stuff. So, I think. Maybe that's All a right, good if idea. You, if you like that idea, we could do little celebrity life mini shows. Because a lot of them, y'all, they're they're just humans like us. It's kind of sad. And there's a lot of real stories that you know they're not put out there. And Elvis, though, it's heartbreaking, really, his life. Oh, anyway. and like Keanu Reeves. Oh, I'm doing him. I mean, not <laughs> you know what I mean. What? <laughs> when? <laughs> Next week. That's hilarious. Uh, I don't know much about him. So. Oh, I'm obsessed. Okay. I think this is a good idea. Y'all let us know what yeah, y'all think. Please let us know. We'll, we'll do a Facebook and Instagram post. That's and a good y'all, idea. Y'all, you know, give us like a, you know, like it or. Golly, I'm spazzing out over here. My brain just short circuited. Just let us know. We're going to put a post up or remind you. Let us know which one. And if you, you think love. this is a good idea, come up with a good. Um, episode name for our yeah, celebrity life for sure mini shows Ooh, guys and we're gonna go ahead and do a little merch just because we're so excited about our logo and everything and maybe we could do a giveaway yeah for the person that comes up with the name that's a good idea yeah we've still got to figure out what our merch is yes be, we do but, but, we'll, but we are on we the road out. to mm. success over here that's right. in this little corner of the world that's right. so um anyways after our little rant about yeah, whatever nonsense been here a while now sorry. um <laughs> hope you've had a great day <laughs> um and we will see y'all hear y'all next week yes Donald Gaskins. bye guys bye